When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 567. I'm in an airplane lavatory right now because my schedule is I'm going to call it happily shitty it's shitty but I'm happy about it I'm on my way to the Oddball Festival in Seattle we're hitting uh, Seattle, Salt Lake City and Denver this weekend and uh, so I'm recording this in the bathroom don't picture it, don't picture it I'm not doing anything weird, I'm just talking although if the flight attendants outside here talking in here they're probably going to arrest me or something so um, alright, this episode is uh, Kristen Bauer von Stratton who is super rad. I met her, she did At Midnight, but she plays Pam on True Blood, and she's been in a million things, and she's uh, super sweet and really funny, and um, and uh, we got to hang out a bit at Comic-Con, and so uh, we just had her on the podcast now. The final season of True Blood just wrapped up, um, but uh, she is joining the cast of Once Upon a Time, and uh, and a great conversation. Like, it's a, this is a lady you want to hang out with. I'm just going to start inviting her over to parties. I, I need to figure out how to have parties. Do you guys want to come over for a party? All right, we'll have a party at my place. But right now, I'm going to wrap it up and get back to my seat on the airplane. Oh, fasten seatbelts sign just came on. So fasten your seatbelts for the Nerdist Podcast number 567 with Kristen Bauer von Stratton. Now entering Nerdist.com. It's a it's a guest book, so you'll sign that at the end. Oh, it's the Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm already gonna cry. I cry a lot. I could cry about you. Like, actually, I was at a con, and Chewbacca walked by, and I was so emotionally exhausted. That I <laughs> <laughs> you cried at Chewbacca. I get a picture with Chewbacca, and as I hugged him, I started crying. I was like, Oh my God, I'm so <laughs> well, you know, he's a very touching fixture in the Star Wars universe. Apparently. Only one person understands him. <laughs> Me. <laughs> you and Han Solo. <laughs> there. I mean, Han Solo understands what he's saying, but I feel like you really understand him emotionally. I feel like I've connected with, yeah, because they're, they're like an old married couple that are sort of annoyed with each other. I'm still on the honeymoon, you know, I... I still really love him. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think is Chewbacca's emotional journey? You know, he reminds me, maybe it's that he reminds me, we're just talking rescue dogs of my Asher. Because the way he talks, it's the same as my Asher. It's that... 
So you think Chewbacca was a rescue Wookiee? <laughs> <laughs> you think there was... Is there such a thing? I mean, he's a pure breed. I mean, Clearly, he... Well, we don't know. We don't, but we're assuming that he is. We and... don't have other Chewbaccas to compare him to. Yeah, yeah. All the fucked up inbred ones are Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of actually rescue dogs where I go, oh my god, you got an Ewok. That's my 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 theory for the longest time was that Ewoks were the result of someone trying to breed like a docile house Wookiee. And so it's just like generations of inbreeding yielded these weird little cannibalistic tribal fucking moon creatures. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's where they came from. Yeah, because they're related. Yeah. Listen, Wookie uh-huh. reversed is Ewok, basically. Oh, Almost not reversed, but it's for the same yeah, the same letters. But the, yeah. I mean, it's cool. We don't yeah. have to get too specific with the theory. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's probably better than mine because I thought it was like when a human mates with a large teddy bear. But <laughs> no, that's called Dragon Con. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> that just happened in Atlanta. That just happened in Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, yes, it did. Were you there? I was. You were at Dragon Con, dude. Oh, it's the best. I was. I was. I was. Uh, I was uh, working. Otherwise, I would have been. You know, every year it's you either go to PAX, which is the video game convention in okay. Seattle, or you go to Dragon Con in Atlanta. And yeah. so I was alternating, but this Seattle, year I couldn't go to either. Cool. It is. It's also during Bumbershoot in PAX. is during Bumbershoot, so you get the music huh? festival. And Who? Bumbershoot's this massive music festival. Oh. So you have this massive Seattle music festival and this giant video game convention. But Dragon Con's really fun, too. I know. The costumes are truly epic. And, and also, what just flashed into my mind, I wish I could Vulcan mind-bald with you, because this thing that I saw... So this, I look over at one of my castmates, Nelson... And he's holding a I, English words will not suffice, but a hairy baby, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm, but like an old man, like um, Benjamin Button, sort of odd bat river, like it's an old man baby. Okay, and I'm thinking, holy shit, that thing is real. And then I start thinking, oh my god, they put their baby through hours of prosthetics because I see that the feet are are not there. And so I, anyway, she hands it to me, and just like a newborn, I had to hold up its head. Its head fell back, and I'm feeling the weight, and I can't figure out if it's real. <laughs> And if it's a live thing and I'm looking for breath and I'm thinking, don't drop it. Because my, my my instinct is to just hurl it as far away from me as possible. <laughs> That's how you would tell if it was real or not. True. I mean, if you're, if you're, yeah, it was testing. real. Yeah. yeah. And she goes, it's a wear pup. Oh. So they're made. They're like $600. Oh. And she says, it's the best thing I ever did was to get him. So it's so it's a fake, it's a fake wear baby. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And the most... Like, you know, this is probably what the guys from True Blood are now making now that they're out of a job. Sure. And we finished. I don't know because it's so well done. That it's, and it, uh, were you supposed to take a picture with it or sign it or try Fondle? to create a I, vampire werewolf hybrid? What were you supposed to do? I, um, I don't. I don't know what her dream was. <laughs> what I did was I held it close enough to be in a photo with it, but not that. It, it might bite me. Or, right. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of scenarios playing out in your nightmares every night about <laughs> yeah. what happened with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I took a picture of Nelson with it and then just went on with the day's events. And then that night at 10 o'clock at dinner, I looked at it 
And it was just this massively delayed reaction where I laughed so hard. I cried Michael McMillan and I could not. This photo just made us so happy. That's fantastic. I wonder why she said it was the best decision she ever made. Like instead of. And she had a baby stroller. She actually had a double stroller. And there was a three-year-old where toddler in the front. And that was more, you know, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, 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 no not at all, actually. <laughs> no, this wasn't mine. I don't, I don't, <laughs> wasn't it? No, I, uh, I, actually, I don't think it's weird at all. I'm just trying to picture it. Do you want it? I, I mean, it's terrible for the podcast to be showing pictures people can't see, but. Oh, well, look at it. I'll look at it afterwards. I'm yeah. dying to see that. Yeah, I really, really I'm, want to see that. something up in your head and then we'll see if the real. How many people at, at Dragon Con asked you to bite them? So many. I'm sure. <laughs> and I used to, I've been through so, I have so many phases in seven years of how to react to bite me because uh, I used to sort of try in a photo to fake it. And then it's just the a photograph of the bottom of someone's girl's chin. Right. Who's blonde. I mean, there's no way to. Right. And then I would say, I'm sorry, the photos just don't come out. And I, you know, I, so it doesn't work. Now I go, they say, will you bite me? And I say, no. I realized at a certain <laughs> point, I'm Pam. Right. You could just say that. Why can't I just go, no? You could just be Pam and just say, shut up and take the fucking picture. Totally. <laughs> As Pam. Totally. And that would actually be more of an enriching experience. That's what I discovered yeah. a little late. But like... <laughs> It's so much less exhausting, too, to just be Pam. Because <laughs> people will like that. They're like, oh, my God, she's Pamming at me. Totally. People say, um, say something, you know, in the Pam voice. And I say, fuck you. And they love it. I <laughs> think <laughs> like, this is so, so, I love my job. And they were like, thanks for doing Pam. And you're like, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to do it. <laughs> I was just about to do it. Just about to do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great, I mean, Pam was such a fun character. I told you, you know, the, when you did At Midnight, I told you how much I love that character and how much um, you said you, you were surprised that, because she was just supposed to, she was just a, basically to come on for a, a couple episodes, maybe? Yeah, when I auditioned, they said guest star possible recurring. And then like really full, full series, regular. I know. Yes, remember, that was really nice. Isn't that nice? But I fell behind. I only I've only seen the first episode of this season because my year's been really crazy. So yeah. I've, but so I haven't seen how everything um, haven't seen how everything wrapped up. Yeah. So I don't know I don't know what happened. Yeah, I won't give you a spoiler then. It's um I'm I'm so behind on TV. I'm watching Buffy now. Oh, what season are you in? Four. You're in season four. Okay, so you still got, a, four. still got a few seasons left. Oh, let's see, four. You're like right in the sweet spot for Buffy. There's so many good. So many good episodes. God damn it. I know, right? I, whenever people say, oh, I haven't seen Deadwood, I'm like, oh, you bastard. Yeah. It's still in your future. <laughs> I know. Isn't that great? Yeah. Oh. But, the, but with Deadwood, they also get the crushing disappointment that it's just a continuous open loop that will never be satisfied. Yeah. Just yanked in the middle of an episode. It just ends. I'm going to push for this again. Just do one fucking Deadwood movie and wrap that shit up. I know. I know. And I, I heard a rumor um, that at the time... They kind of tried, but it was too fresh, and I, I don't know. You know, those negotiations are so complicated, but 
it almost happened and didn't, and I don't know if it ever will. So we're just, what I do is I just, you know, work a lot, get really tired, my memory gets bad, and then I watch it again. (laughs) And get to experience all over again. Yeah. I really kind of, I mean, they made a fucking Sex in the City movie. Why can't they make a Deadwood movie? Well, this has been my argument for a True Blood movie. Oh. You know, we have a big cast, so to get everyone together, and I think everyone right now is tired, and, you know, we would be on hiatus doing other things and recovering and going back in January. So I have this hope and and dream that, you know, sometime next year we'll be like, wait, shouldn't we be getting together? <laughs> and the fans by next summer will be like, wait, shouldn't it be airing? And maybe we'll get to do a movie. You just gave me an idea, though. Uh, Sex and the City... It's Carrie and the girls in Deadwood, and they will all work at the. <laughs> they work at like the Bella Luna or whatever it is, or the or Swear Engine's place. No, actually, it's Samantha Wood. Uh, if I'm really being granular, about I'd like it. to put all of them in there, you know, and just see how they deal, man. And then I pictured like Clint Eastwood, you know, the. And us vampires come walking down the street. Oh, just, just a major mashup. Yeah, yeah, Major yeah. mashup. Yeah. And then Jeremy Piven starts screaming about some negotiation. No, uh, no, too much. That's too far. I would just love to hear. <laughs> too yeah. far to bring an entourage. <laughs> no, no. I, yeah, I went too far. <laughs> Swearingen would kill Ari. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking kill him. And then Samantha would be like, honey, last night I fucked the gimp. Like, there would be a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> you did what? I know. Like, it'd be the... It's weird. All their shoes would be these giant fucking spats. It'd be really fun. Wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this hasn't happened yet. I don't just know why this is... Mash up all the HBO shows. And we shows. just gave the idea away. Yeah. Oh, man. I know. Don't air this. No. Cut that out. <laughs> we can't put this out now. I mean, we're sitting on millions of dollars worth of ideas. Oh, yeah. Ten to hundreds of millions of dollars worth yeah. of ideas. At least in the budget. We don't know if we'll get it back, but yeah. So you were... Uh, how long, what, what was your first television job? So, oh my God, I'd have to like IMDB myself because what I remember are the, the bigger chunks. So I got a sitcom in 95 on Fox that mm-hmm. went for a year and we were all flight attendants. Mm-hmm. It was called The Crew and um, it was done by the guys who do... Um, Oh my God, The Housewives, uh, the big show with Real Housewives of No, not um, Desperate. Oh, Desperate Housewives. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. I'm playing charades with myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, yeah, that's right. two you syllables. Housewives. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> People, I was on it. How, um, you, how would you in charades? How would you get the word desperate across? I would just point to myself. <laughs> yes, exactly. Me, desperate. Yes. We'd go like this. <laughs> look, look. See, the, see the lines around the look. eyes. Uh, the pleading. You see look the in my eyes. Yeah. yeah, look at my posture. Yeah, yeah. I'm hunched, I'm hunched over. I just, I need to be. Yeah. I, there's a. I'm yeah. pointing to the hole that can never be filled by right, anything. Right, right, Slightly oh, red rim yeah, on exactly. the inside of the eyes. Yeah, the, my cuticles. Um, <laughs> and then housewife, you just lie on the ground and mimic like you're getting fucked and you're just not paying attention. <laughs> Reading, Reading. magazine while you're getting fucked. <laughs> That's it. So we just figured out how to get desperate housewives across in charades. To ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. 
Perfect. <laughs> so yeah, Mark Cherry did that show, and um, you know, because I was in sitcom land for quite a while, which I loved, and would kind of love to go back to for a couple reasons. One is I like the live audience. Another is the hours, mm-hmm. of course. But I think it's a really. It, I did a guest star on George Lopez's show last hiatus. Mm-hmm. And to come off of True Blood where it's, you know, so awesome because Pam got to be funny, but she got to be tough, but she got to cry. Um, So it was amazing. But to go to the sitcom world, sitting there at the table read and everyone's just like sitting there with their Starbucks and making each other laugh. And, you know, we're shooting nine to five. I was like, are you kidding me? You pussies. Lucky sons of bitches. And then after like five or six seasons, you get to band together and get a million dollars an episode. Right. It's great. I know. It sounds so wonderful and easy. And But the sitcom is in rough shape now. Like it's really hard. It is. For one to, I mean, I feel like, um, you know, Modern Family and Big Bang kind of were the, they sort of made it through the door right before the sitcoms. I mean, it's like, I know. how many different ways, how many different sitcom situations, like how many of those situations can they continue to, I, I just feel like, well, it's impossible to make a sitcom now because everything's already been, it has to be just be so heavily character based. You know, yeah. And I've been thinking about this because I've been trying to think of pitching and making this happen. And if possible, and you know, you know, it, it is, you think I was thinking about all the great sitcoms. You're like Seinfeld. It's a comedian dude who lives in New York with interesting friends. Cheers. It's a bar with interesting people. Um, everybody loves Raymond. It's a dude with kids who lives across the street from his in-laws. I mean, like really when you pitch it, there's nothing there. Yeah. It's the characters. It's all, it, it's the, it's the character development. I mean, two and a half men. It's a guy who dates a lot of women. Um, okay. You know, and then, his, <laughs> and then his brother moves in. Oh, I mean, there's nothing in the pitch. Right. And then unless you go back, because I love these, the me network and TV land, because I'm watching Hogan's Heroes. That's a pitch. Oh yeah. How the fuck do you pitch Mash? that show? I mean, that's a pitch. Yeah. Well, but MASH, they, they at least got they the, had the, the movie. movie. Um, but Hogan's Heroes... The Hogan's Heroes movie was called World War II. Right! <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a documentary. Yeah, yeah. A, tw- a miniseries. Yeah, on the History, on the history Channel. <laughs> yeah. That, that was the... The History Channel is basically the prequel to Hogan's Heroes, yeah. <laughs> in case you want to... It's, it's the condensed summary. Yeah, that's right. Can't even fucking imagine. I can't even imagine pitching that show. Can you imagine? No. How do you pitch that and have somebody go, okay, World War II prisoner of war camp? Yeah. Comedy. Yeah. We're in. So the Nazis are hilarious in it because <laughs> they're dumb and they're like right. the comic foil. And the SS is like the super funny part. Yeah, they're the funniest part, actually. Like, they're really. <laughs> where the comedy all comes from. So uh, should we just start shooting it now, or should I never right? work again? I need to know the history of how that happened. Did he just pitch it once and everyone went, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? What was it, the 70s? So they're I, all stoned? Or? I don't, no, it was the 60s. Was and, it? And I don't, know, I don't know what it was. I guess it was, you know, honestly, I think it was just, I mean, you know, comedy, so, so much of comedy is just is trying to deal and process horrible things and so mm-hmm. i guess they just you know they they basically were separated by a generation so it was right. just trying to 
I don't know. I guess kind of go. Okay, we're you know we're recovering from this now. I don't. I honestly, yeah, it's time to know, laugh. Like I don't even know what it was. I honestly can't. I just don't even know what it was. And it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it I'm watching it every night right now. It's so good. And and my husband from South Africa, who had never heard of it, he's laughing out loud. Like it, you know, he's a test audience. Yeah. Because they were going to do the apartheid comedy, right? <laughs> right, and uh-huh. he's going to pitch that. Right, right, right. And, you know, we're trying to figure out too soon, too, you know <laughs> I what mean, I mean? You know, like, just... <laughs> demographic. I mean, it's really hard to know. It's a fine line. Does, does he talk like this? Um, he talks a little bit. To me, he's, his family sounds English, and I'm not sure exactly why, but his, his grandmother, they're from Cape Town, so it's okay. a little different than the Joburg. Mm-hmm. But his, his grandmother is just like the Queen of England. I mean, she looks like her, talks like her, same age. And then his mother, she talks very, very, this is her being very, very emphatic. <laughs> they're so proper and tea at four. And, you know, when she really, really wants to make a point it gets quieter oh because then you have to listen it's, it's so interesting smarter. isn't it i'm interesting? very cross with yes. you right now very cr- oh and actually aubrey says that he says the word cross it's so cute all those things dressing gown and swimming costume and he says <laughs> all of that his name's aubrey yeah and he wears a dressing gown yes this is a lady <laughs> let's be honest come on <laughs> Please. He's my beard. <laughs> <laughs> he does have long hair. He do- Oh my gosh. Yeah. See. See, you are Pam. I am. After all. I am. Is it fun? Am I, am I you know, listen, it, you how many you how many guest stars did you do? Like you must have Dude, I was everywhere. I look on IMDb. I hoard around everywhere. <laughs> Just every Oh, on on True Blood, how many guest stars? No, no, Will not True Blood, me? like okay. all of television. Like, I was on everything. Did you did you hit all the procedurals? Did you hit all of the... All of them. I cried every week. My my daughter's sister's <laughs> baby. Wait, who died? I'm sorry. Is a weird pup. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I, I would have just had that in my head and just transpose dialogue over that but uh, you know the guest stars do the heavy lifting on the procedurals so they come in to private practice CSI and you know you walk in the room and there's your long lost daughter who you never you thought was dead then you found out she was alive but she's got liver failure and Kate Walsh goes we're doing the best we can (laughs) and you for 12 hours for you know scale go Uh, I did did a CSI once. You did? Years ago. Yeah, I was the guy that you thought committed the crime, but then I didn't turn. I was the red herring. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's Mm -hmm. always that. Yeah, a bit of red herring. Okay. But that was it. All right. Oh, I did them all. I had to stop doing that because uh, auditioning is about, I'm no good at it. I, you know, it's a little Stockholm syndrome maybe, but I did grow to like it. I don't know. At a certain point, I just looked at the audition as actually what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. And then here and there, checks show up. But I, <laughs> you know. Occasionally. So I, I, and I got this concept of a bubble around me. So I create in this bubble. And I don't ever want feedback. The mm-hmm. only feedback I want is we want to hire you. Show right. up here on. Well, because you never, it's rare that you ever get useful feedback. It's usually just, oh, we loved it, but we're just going in another direction. Like, well, I can't do anything with that. Right. What am I supposed to do with that? And then you'll get too tall on Tuesday, too short on Friday, too soft, too hard. So, 
it just becomes this. Kristen, it's your agent. Uh, they said you weren't black enough. Oh, okay. By the way, that's why I lost most of my roles to. Are you serious? Yes. And you know, I, I would walk in if I saw a black girl, I was like, fuck. <laughs> You're going to lose it. I'm going to lose this job because, you know, I, I, this is my theory. And, I, and I'll never totally know why. But, you know, because I really fall into character actress category, they cast the big leads and then they get the supporting cast. And at a certain, the, the network and the producers and everybody really hasn't talked about the show until they're getting together for a network session. And, and usually that's the supporting character cast. So really what an actor's job is to, you know, go through, jump through endless hoops and do a negotiation before the last audition and show up and be nervous and spend the whole day there just to get them together mm-hmm. so they can discuss the show. Right. And then they go, hold on a minute. Do we have any ethnic people in the show? Mm-hmm. And they go, do we? No. A lot of white faces in there. There's a lot of white faces in there. Well, how many more parts do we have to cast? Just two. And the other one, you know, has to be whatever. Oh. Well, shit. Well, then we can't hire her. Right, right, And I'm right. like, I'm so glad I got you, all, you guys together <laughs> to <laughs> y- talk. <laughs> Because I was never black. No. 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 And people are, for some reason, are offended when you go in and try to be. I know. Right? <laughs> All of a sudden, that's not okay. So, I know. I know. Yeah. Things change, you know. Let me tell you what. It's hard to keep up. People are sensitive. People are sensitive. I mean, come on. You can still try to be Asian. You can still, but no. (laughs) No. No. Really? You can't? That anymore? No. No, you can't do any of it. Uh, Pretty soon, you know. I just have to be me. Yeah, you just have to be you. But that's the best advice anyway. I suppose. Which me? Yeah, I don't know. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I remember an ex-boyfriend saying, you're like two people. I'm like, no, no, no. There's a lot more in there. There's like <laughs> two? Fuck you. Oh, that's a you, third you, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you don't even know me. You're not even... Maybe he was projecting. Yeah. Maybe he was just projecting. That one was actually. Well, see? Yeah, he was, he was two, two, two people, and both of them were not right. <laughs> Either option was a lo- it was a lose lose. Yeah, one was too under and one was too over. Too much. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's well, it's a ama- how long have you been married now? Five years. Five years, right? Because you mm-hmm. change you. I remember when you flopped your last name. Your last name changed Got in longer. the credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It just used to be uh, uh, Kristen Bauer. Yeah, and then Kristen Bauer von Stratton. Yeah, and that was really sort of a lark. I said to Aubrey one day, like. This is the lady that you're married to? Yeah, this is mm-hmm. the, the lady with mm-hmm. large hands that I'm married to. <laughs> <laughs> and an Adam's apple. But what? whatever. Whatevs. <laughs> what did you say to her? So I said to her, him, um, Bauer von Stratton. And he was like, don't do that. No, he said, don't do that. And I said, no, no. Like, I think it sounds like cool. Like Countess. Kristen Bauer von Stratton. <laughs> and then he goes, no, no, don't, 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 don't. Like, you've been Bauer forever. And I said, yeah, but it's not like I'm, you know, Julia Roberts. Like, like I think people will adjust. <laughs> and, you know, and 
So anyway, he said he really didn't want me to do it. And then I just thought how amazing it would look in the credits. And so I did it. It looks It sounds cool. It sounds cool, right? Bauer von Stratton. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, like Countess is the right, it's kind of like an evil Countess name. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. I know. It's, I don't know. I thought it was entertaining. Like Frau Blucher. Yes. 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 Frau. Frau, Bauer von Stratton. Yeah. I know it's intimidating and scary and regal. I mean, if, yeah, if he were Lemansky or whatever, I always pick on Lemansky. I don't know why. I knew a girl in grade school that I'm still picking on, apparently. But yeah, <laughs> if if you were Lemansky, I wouldn't have taken it. Kristen Bauer, Lemansky. <laughs> Kristen Lemansky. Yeah. Oh, that that's a girl that that's a girl that you never meet, but people just have stories about her, like. I know. Did you hear Kristen Kristen Lemansky got fingered by like three guys at prom? You know what I mean? Like that's the name of the that's the name of the girl that like Kristen Lemansky. There's probably a Kristen Lemansky out there. And if there's one listening to the podcast, she just shit her pants while she was driving. Yeah. How did he know I got fingered by three guys at prom? Like there's no way that's not And that I just shit my pants. Which is even more embarrassing. No one's gonna finger me now. I just shit my pants. If this gets out, I'll never get finger get on. <laughs> <laughs> Poor girl. <laughs> From then on, every guy would be like, "Is it cool down there?" <laughs> yeah. Are we cool? And she's. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah, ease yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> Front or back? Front or back? Just tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so you changed your name. So yeah. Uh, and then uh, what, we ran with that ball, the name that was change so ball. So good, yeah, <laughs> so good. Did you? Does it, it? Did you legally change? I mean, like, did you? No, it exists nowhere but the credits on True Blood. That's nice. Yeah, it it is. It is. I can't get on the lots anymore because my agents call in Kristen Barr von Stratton, and I sit at the lot forever, and uh, it doesn't match my ID. Oh, can't you just go True Blood? I try it. Doesn't work. I'm like what? How do you spell that? And like, oh, <laughs> no, shit. God damn it. <laughs> then you have to go into the Pam voice. And they're like, oh. It is interesting watching the sec- success of True Blood over the years and like experiencing Comic-Con where we're gods, we're the Beatles for the, in, in that four block radius for those, that 36 hours. And then we stop at Starbucks 15 minutes out on the way home. And she's like, uh, green tea, what's your name? <laughs> Kristen, how do you spell it? Okay. You know? Yeah. I always say, does it matter? I guess it doesn't matter at Starbucks. Usually, <laughs> some of them don't even care. I get K-R-I-S. It's like, sometimes I just feel like, ah, you're not even trying. But I, know. <laughs> but I guess... Throw it back at them. Yeah, yeah. But I guess they just... I guess to them, though, the shorthand of it, they want it to be as phonetic as possible so that the person reading it knows exactly That's what, you would think. what it is. They always ask me how to spell Kristen on the thing. Yeah. I say be creative. Like, for some reason, I refuse. I hate the illogic of it. But my husband, I didn't know. Um, he's so quiet. He just doesn't share every piece of minutia of his day like I like to. But he... Um, his name is spelled A-B-R-I, and he hangs out at Coffee Bean a lot every day, and I called there one time when we had a fight, and he wasn't picking up his phone, and I'm trying to find where he is, and I said, hey, is Aubrey there at Coffee Bean? Because he's there all the time, mm-hmm. and he's this 
enormous transvestite. So, you know, <laughs> so you obviously, and his name is weird. So, and the girl goes, Aubrey? And I'm like, oh, God, people are unobservant. Um, yes, Aubrey, six foot four, long blonde hair. He lives there. Uh, I don't think. And she asks around, and I was so rude to her because I thought, oh my God, what a moron. So we're walking the dogs down the street in our neighborhood. And this kind of odd guy goes by, looks like kind of a coffee shop guy, goes, hi, Steve. And Aubrey goes, hey. Oh, he changed his name because they didn't know how to spell it every time. So he's Steve. So he's got these two people in our neighborhood. Now you can track him down at Coffee Bean. Right. So I feel so bad that I was so rude to that, you know, well, Pam, maybe she recognized my nasty (laughs) voice and she's like... Yeah. I don't think I've ever, during a fight, called in a business to try to track someone down. Oh, yeah. It must have been a good one. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Maybe that's a little, a little obsessive. <laughs> <laughs> we must talk now. Only if you called every coffee bean in the city. No, there's only two places he could be, and both were a coffee bean. And now you know that his alter ego is Steve. I know. So everywhere we walk, hi, Steve. Everyone knows him as Steve. Like, you can tell how much he's actually a friend of theirs. Yeah. Does Steve have a different voice or a different uh, persona? No. he has, uh, That's the interesting thing about Aubrey. He has one persona. He doesn't <laughs> have, like... Like, I can... I have this girl like that I've named Betty, who at PR events or parties, when you're tired and, you know, but it's a work event, but it's a party, and you have to do social... We all have these social mm-hmm. work parties, and these social, you know, family events, wherever. There's this really nice girl who talks to people. Oh, hi, good to see you. And oh, yeah, uh huh. And I'm thinking, oh my god, who is this person? And then they say, oh, how are your dogs and cats? And I think, oh my god, I need an MRI because this person knows me. Mm-hmm. Betty handles that. Mm-hmm. Aubrey will just stand there <laughs> and stare at them and not respond. And he has no, he is one person. Yeah, and if that one person doesn't feel like talking, he doesn't talk. If I mean, I heard him. Someone was talking to him, and he just looked at him and said, "I I don't have anything to say about that." That's great. Do you think that's why? Do you think that's part of the reason why you're attracted to that? Because the because as a performer, your life is pretty crazy. Yep. But then you just have this constant this person who's just. Immovable. I do like that. I like that there's, and that that had been my dating history with someone who was more flatline, mm-hmm. as sort of a rock. Mm-hmm. Um, I've discovered that Aubrey is this calm, cool, thin, thin veneer, and then he's a volcano. Ah. So we've had to learn how because we're both sensitive, we're both emotional. He just doesn't communicate it. Oh. So we've it. actually had to do some adjusting to figure out how to not, like, upset each other, or, you know, because there, he's not the constant rock. In fact, I've had to become more the constant rock, and I'm like, how the fuck did I have to become the constant rock? <laughs> I'm going to be the rock. You be the rock. Yeah, you be the rock. <laughs> I'm the river. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson didn't even want to be the rock anymore. What do you think I want to be the fucking rock? Yeah. I don't want to be Dwayne or the rock. Or the rock, I, Johnson. Yeah, totally. I, I want to be Kristen Lemansky <laughs> from Racine, and Wisconsin. From, yeah. You're from Racine, right? Yeah. Kristen Lemansky sounds like she's from Racine. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Which for the longest time, Racine 
was a was just the joke city name because it just sounds like not anything about the city itself but it just sounds funny you're like what am i gonna go out to racine wisconsin like it just sounds like a funny place that's out there somewhere but you're actually from that place i'm from that place which of course it's not as funny as you'd imagine how far is racine (laughs) from the cheese castle the mars cheese castle Mm -hmm. it is really the perfect distance that i can visit and get a hundred-year-old cheddar that uh-huh. every time I go home, that it, it's like 20 minutes. Oh, shit. That's oh, not bad. No, it's the, where we go. And you get this brick of cheese that just is so dry, it just falls apart and melts in your mouth. It's the most amazing. What's it been doing for a hundred years? I don't know. What's weird is that I never went there until a few years ago. There's a funny thing about my... My parents' generation, I guess, like they would make big, we would all plan if we had to go to the north side of town, Mm -hmm. 15 minutes away. Sure. um, That would be a big plan for like in 10 days. So we'll put all our errands on that day. Yep. And the Mars Cheese Castle was way further than the north side of town. So we didn't go to Milwaukee. We didn't go to Chicago. My, My brother lives there and he's enjoying the incredibleness of Milwaukee and Chicago and the mm-hmm. Mars Cheese Castle <laughs> freely. <laughs> I've driven by it, but I've never actually been in because I... It's amazing. You, should, you you need to... You you have to... You can't believe you drove by it. We did. Well, I, was, I know, I know. Were I you know. late? Well, yes, yes. <laughs> yep. Too late for cheese. Sorry. The name of my book. Chris Hardwick, too late for cheese. And lactose intolerant. And lactose. I'm very lactose tolerant. <laughs> so is Kristen Lemansky. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. I would put uh, I would put all milk products in the Museum of Tolerance. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> for, for my in my museum Just, of tolerance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I'm I, I don't remember why I did not stop at the Mars Cheese Castle. I don't have a good reason. But I guess next time I'm I guess next time. Well, I'm... and they moved. It's bigger now. So I don't know if you've seen the new one. Like that, they moved the sign, but it's now a castle. It's, uh, it's a really cheap, shitty looking, there, enormous. Is there a castle. cheese queen? Is she Kristen Lemansky? <laughs> yes, there could be. <laughs> Kristen Lemansky's the cheese queen. Yeah, I'm not. Who? So who cares? Yeah, it's not me. <laughs> oh, did you want to be cheese queen? No. Well, maybe before I stopped eating cheese, but now I'd have to be the. Dea cheese queen. Do you not eat any milk products? Well, I do, especially when I'm traveling. It's hard because I don't eat meat. So, um, it, you know, it, it's hard on mm-hmm. the road. But I, I'd rather eat anything that comes from an animal where I know they didn't suffer every second of their existence. Right. Or, or even a T-shirt I buy or whatever. You know, I'm trying. Yeah. I, you know, because once you see behind the curtain, you, you know... It's really sad. Yeah, of course. Because you, you, you work with animals a lot, right? I do. Do you, so have like a, do you have like an animal foster center in your house? I am trying. I'm two dogs, two cats, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to keep it at that. But mm-hmm. every rescue event that I go to, and I'm going to the Best Friends Animal Sanctuary in Utah next week. And I went there a couple of years you ago. Did? Oh, I did. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's great. Is it great? It is really, it is really great. I mean, the work that they, I mean, the, it's really, really, really amazing. And they take you all, although if you're a crier, you should be careful because there's I one, cry, there's cry. one facility that's just devoted to like terminally ill cats oh. and they take you in and 
And, and you know, and they're taking care of these animals every day and just trying to let let them live out their lives. As, but it'll if I if, mean that's the sweetest thing. If you cry at Chewbacca, you will cry at Cancer Cat. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you, you. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Fiv is sadder yeah. than a Wookie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so just maybe I'm just telling, warning you now that you might not want to go in that one. Oh man, I don't know if I can go in that but, one. I'm going to cry the whole time because I cry. I cry so much. I cry when I'm happy. I'm crying when I'm moved. You know, Skarsgård was asking me like, what, what, what is the thread here? Because I've never seen someone cry so much. And then I started, it took me a day to tell him because I realized no one asked me that. So I realized what it was in my head, but it took me a day to be able to say it because I would cry when I think of it. And now I've practiced for years. But it's um, the triumph of the human spirit. And that's what I saw in Chewbacca. (laughs) But he's not human. (laughs) Whatever. I'm just saying. (laughs) But it's like that kindness that, you know, in Best Friends is just the epitome of that. When you have the cancer cats, I mean, my God, and the Vic dogs, you know. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and and horses where I'm from horse people. Didn't sound right. Wait, but. what? <laughs> yeah. So your parents were centaurs? I don't understand. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Um, and, you know, the horses are traded and bought and sold like cars. And then the second you can't ride them, they're really expensive. So they're dog food. Right. Glue. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice when people will keep an expensive pet and just let it live. Well, and it's it's it's... You can see when you go there why it costs a, a, a tremendous amount of money to keep that facility going yeah. day in, day out, year I round. I can't even imagine. But it's really incredible. They, they, just the size of the plot of land that they have is is is, is great. Um, so you'll you'll love it. You'll love it. There's I'm a so little excited. there's a little town nearby that you stay in and Kanab. Kanab, yeah. Or is it Kanab or Kanab? Kanab. I don't know. Kanab. Is it but, Kanab? But there's a bunch of cool little like. Uh, you know, frontiersy tourist shops. Really? And, yeah. Like an old kind of Victorian looking hotel where the floor is a little uneven. And, oh, cute. Yeah, yeah. And it just, and inside it just sort of smells like old carpet. Like it's really, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fun. Like it's, a, it's good. I think, oh, you're, so I think you really dig it. I think you really dig it. I, um, I almost, I almost was going to take a rescue dog to the Emmys as my date. And then I was like, oh, I, sh- I shouldn't do that. Cause it just, I didn't want to, like the, uh, I, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna put a dog in a dress. Yeah. And then when people asked about it, I was gonna say, oh, this is, you know, best friend's animal scent. And I was yeah. gonna do that. But then I thought it, it might be too, I mean, I wouldn't take it into the Emmys, but just right. the red carpet. Right. But then I thought oh, it might be too chaotic and maybe it'll freak the animal out. And right. Maybe, it, maybe it's not the, but you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't one know. Of these times. Like you'd really need, I, I, yeah, I guess you'd really have, to find someone who knew the right dog. Yeah. Um, I took a couple pits on Good Morning LA, I think it was, and and they'd been in boarding. And so they were like, oh my God, we're out, you know, and just so much energy and just yeah. like so happy to be out and 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 it could not get them to calm down for two seconds. So I was in some dress and heels running them back and forth up and down the parking lot. And you can't, a, yeah. a human can't wear out any sort of terrier. Right. So yeah, you'd, you'd have to find the right 
mellow dog. Yeah, I know. I was going to take this wire hair terry and I was like, I can't give it a Brazilian to put the underwear on it to, <laughs> to, to make this dress work. You know, like they're just, they won't sit still for yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Weird. Yeah. It's maybe. Just like, damn it. Yeah. You know, it's like you just. Yeah, you need them a lazier dog. Like maybe a, a Rottweiler that's a Rot- over two would go for the Brazilian because any terrier or lab. Right, they're not going to... No. They're just not going to sit there for it. No. I can't imagine that a Rottweiler would really allow you to give it a... <laughs> I can. Really? Oh, yeah. I've had four of them. I can, you can do anything to them. Really? They're the most... That's why I keep pulling them out of the shelters. I got mine at a Best Friends event. Because you can do anything to those guys. And they're cool with it. Yeah. Over two, walk them like 30 minutes and they're like, I'm cool. Oh, nice. It is so, yeah. You know, I you would, do the Caesar Milan walk. I, I you know? would love to. <laughs> Caesar Milan. Yeah. My mom is such a devotee to Caesar I'm Milan. I'm such a devotee. That it just, I can't tell you how many times in the day when my mom's dog is around that I'm sick of hearing this. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Like, you realize the dog is training you. <laughs> you have to keep doing that. It's not the other way around. <laughs> yeah, like around like the 20th time yeah, in a, any exactly. given day. Yeah. It, but my mom just got a... a I make just, the sound too. Just got a rescue dog, a little rescue dog. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, he's, he's really cool, but... The first couple times I met him, he just free. I got near my mom and he fucking lost his mind. Oh, yeah. So I was very glad that she's very protected by this little kind of, uh, I don't, I mean, he's some type of terrier mix. But, uh-huh. uh, but you know, it I'm, does. Caesar would say, though, that the dog is then the boss protecting her and should be the other way. Right. But it's nice. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. my, mom, my mom very much. She, Makes she, the sound, yeah. She, oh. spo- she spoils the dog. Like, yeah. she's a let's put a dog in the stroller kind of a person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Those little dogs and strollers become psychotic, yeah. Because <laughs> those are the dogs when we walk by with my Roddies that they just go, yeah, go they're crazy. They're like child actors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom is more like a stage mom than a pet owner. Yeah, totally, totally. But it's great. Rescue dog, that's all good. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it no. is funny how my Roddies walking pr- next to me or behind me sort of look at me. I shrug. They look back at the dog going crazy and they keep walking. I would love to have a dog, but I just, I don't have a schedule that I feel like would be good for a dog. So I, I, I fight the urge to get one. You need a husband. I do. I need to, does, uh, does your wife have a brother? (laughs) (laughs) That was a very layered joke. so good because I saw the pause. Where you had to double think it. You're like, wait, husband, uh, wife, gonna, yes. Let's see, what were the rules brother. of this bit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. what, are the, what are the rules we set down? So, Hogan, it, the Nazis are really funny. Yes. And they <laughs> are bumbling, and it's all like they could escape, but it's fun for them to not escape. And yeah, yeah. The guy who hosts Family Feud is on it. I know. <laughs> Richard Dawson. Isn't that weird? Because I saw it in reverse order as yeah. well. I'm like, oh my God, that's the guy from Family Feud. No, wait, who, who hosts it now? Is it Drew Carey? No, Drew Carey's Price is Right. Family Feud oh. is, uh, was Steve Harvey for a while. Is it still, he, still Steve Harvey? Yeah. It's still on. I mean, that's still the on. first thing we should discuss. I mean, wow. Okay, People cool. People love syndicated game shows. I'm they love you, it. If you can host a syndicated game show, you would make a metric fuck ton of money. Syndicated television is, is, the, is the dirty little secret of the television business. Did you just see a light bulb go on over my head? <laughs> I saw your eyebrow go up. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Syndicated television 
literally because, you know, you basically, if you can figure out the syndicated television marketplace, you go in with a syndicator, you know, like a King or a Tribune or one of these types of places or CBS and you, and you partner with them and then you get a piece of it. And then syndication essentially, you know, is you're selling off the show market by market, region by region. And then you get a piece of that every, you get a piece of every region. So, you know, if you can sell a syndicated show in the 70 or 80% of the country and it's successful, hundreds of millions of dollars. It's 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 a it's a it's a sick biz. I don't even biz. need hundreds of millions. You know what I mean? I don't even know if I. But it would be great. Look, I you know it'd you be. You could fun. open a giant. You could buy Best Friends Animal Shelter. I know. Mm-hmm. And close it. <laughs> <laughs> you could open. You could open a weird pup sanctuary. Yes, you thought I was nice. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you know that would be a fun game, though. You got right where my mind was going because I'm sort of horrified by excess. And so it would be really fun to get $100 million and give away $99 million of it. And just keep, 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 a, just keep a mill. Just pay off my house and keep put a million, a million in the bank. And... You know what? I'll tell you what. Keep 10. Give away 90. Just right. keep 10. Exactly. Well, you could keep, okay, you could keep 20. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know. <laughs> well, if you're going to have 20, you might as well have 25. Right. You know, just have it a cool, like, well, a quarter okay, well, of a... If I gave away half, that would be really generous. still very yeah, generous. It's really generous. Yeah. That's really, I mean, that's a lot of money. It's a ton of money. Right. So fifty million. Fifty million. Uh, but you know, then again, you got the South African family to support. I know. It's like, what are you gonna? I know, and then you pay taxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pay your people. Okay, so you're gonna want to keep not... seventy five so that right. you can get the taxes that'll land you around right, right. fifty. You know, a million dollars for some little shelter like Amanda Foundation would be huge. Yeah. That would be, I think they would, if they complained at that, they'd be jerks. I know, I totally. Mean, seriously, that's so selfish. I mean, really, just me showing up at an event is so nice. It's so generous. Yeah. I mean, you're giving them a million of your $100 million. And I could sign some stuff for them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you could yeah. tell people to fuck off that you're not going to bite them and then, and then go home. <laughs> <laughs> and you could throw their weird baby as far, as far as you could hurl it <laughs> to just get it away from you. <laughs> I miss Dragon Con. I had so much fun there a couple. Oh, of I know, ago. I it know. Was really great. It was really great. It really is great. You know, part of what I love about the cons is like Comic Con is that I'm with other actors and cast and actors that I wouldn't meet otherwise too, yeah. like the Star Trek crowd, which are all these amazing Shakespearean actors because yeah. no one else can make it sound. So I met Patrick Stewart. Oh, he's the best. Amazing. Yep. Right, and and then. It, I don't know. It's just, it, I think that kind of, I like the carny kind of vibe of our lives. I think that's actually my one of my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. And this kind of hotel trailer, seeing other people. I don't know. I really like that part. Did you stay in the Bayfront where the True Blood is always all over the elevators? Yes. That's every, every elevator is, is just like they do the, the yeah. full like floor to ceiling. Yeah. Um, Wall up uh, wallpaper. That's yeah. all. It's all true blood. I have pictures on my phone of me with me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I know. I'm going like whoa, like with the big <laughs> eyes. Like you, there, there's you know things that here and there, someone like in my family that doesn't watch the show or doesn't know Hollywood is like whoa, that's you're on the side of a bus. And you're like oh yeah, we're always on the side of a bus. But then there'll be moments where you snap out of it. And something happens where I didn't expect it and go, oh, I'm on a big show, like in the <laughs> elevator. That, right. You know? This is the thing that I said I wanted all those years yeah. where I was crying in procedurals. Right, right, right. And because there's so much of 
I don't know, there's so much of life where you're looking upward or just tired or stressed and you don't stop to go, this is a moment. This is really cool. Yeah. Which we did a lot more of that this year because it was the last year. Yeah. So I was the one crying at every moment. This is our last first table read. You know, know? and and I was very sentimental about the whole thing, which I have been almost the whole seven, because also the way that my character kind of grew, I never knew that it would, and it just really kind of grew organically, and I had so much fun with the writing, and it just always felt really lovely that it kept that I kept getting to do more sides of Pam and, and, um, you know, just work more. And it just, you know, it wasn't like I was signed up on day one for six years. Right. So, but this last year was extra special. That's nice. Do you guys do table reads yeah. for drama? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And half the time now with, well, it's so, it, it's been really lovely to be with HBO because they appear to, from my perspective, kind of, Trust the creators. Yeah. And at the table read, there's three network executives in regular clothing. Yeah. And we've already shot half the episode. And um, I've never had one line change after the table read. So with a major network, you know who are the network executives. They're in suits. Right. And there's 45 of them. And then... After the, if you, you know, you feel, you have this feeling like you better sell your dialogue. You better nail it or it's going away. Well, what you're describing is why so much network television is not great. That's right, because it's a committee. <laughs> it's a big committee and they're aiming for lowest common denominator. That's right. And, and they're, you know, trying to get, you know, every demographic covered and they've got charts and graphs. And, and so if the original pilot script has something really special, like some Nazi prisoner of war camp thing oh that's great that's out of the box that's it won't end up there it's out of the box but back in the box of the concentration camp they're being kept in yes yeah uh where the nazis are hilarious again i want to be clear i know it doesn't sound like but it'd be like they're hilarious and then it'll be like well nazis that's a bit strong why don't we make it why don't we make it um i don't know russians no that's hot topic canadians Canadians, and then canadians oppressive canadians right oppressive that's that's and then well we can't shoot it actually in la so let's let's make it not you know, it's not Union. It's in Vancouver, right? Yeah, it, we'll put it in Vancouver, and then we'll in this ha- every you know inch by inch, you get a totally different homogenized product. So this doesn't happen with HBO. So then it just turns into a bunch of fat kids are trying to get out of the cheese castle, <laughs> <laughs> and they can't get there. They're prisoners of their own addiction. Do you see? No one's keeping them there, but there's so much cheese. The delicious, delicious cheese. <laughs> I, I, I like to think that when you guys are at your table reads, you do your own sound effects, too. You're like, I'm going to go find Eric. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually sort of hard to not. Um, who was it who said in an interview recently, I saw that he was going pew, pew, with a gun, <laughs> like having so much fun. And then it's very hard because the fang clicking in and out is done in post. But it's we all go. Yeah, you have. Right. And that's what the sound that they're going to put in. But you feel so stupid just. 
Just opening? Making no sound. <laughs> like doing some weird aborted yawn that you add the sound. Aborted yawn would be a great name for a band. Let's just get that down on okay. paper. But yeah, the yeah. other thing is that uh, uh, <laughs> you're also letting the other actors, I guess you have to let the other actors know, like, this is this is the part where I'm... I'm threatening you. Yeah, this is my... This is not ridiculous. Did you ever accidentally do it in real life? Where you're, oh, you're like, oh, yeah, I don't have... Those don't come out. No. Like that. Okay. They, not yet. Well, you know, they gave us our fangs when we rapped, and I thought, oh my God, please don't ever let me wear these in, like, in public. There'll be in some TMZ thing where I'm at Home Depot snarling at people. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't worked in five years. <laughs> Lisping madly. I'm just trying to get some help in plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> I just need the cut, the thing that connects to the thing. I ma'am. I don't know what you're saying. Could you please take out those fake teeth? What? They're not fake. <laughs> oh. Right? Yep. Please, no. Yeah. I heard Kristen Bauer von Stratton was at Home Depot threatening people with her fangs. <laughs> and then Harvey Levin's like, yeah, go with that. That could that could get me some press, and then I could get maybe a game show. You could host a game You could host it. Well, you, I, would you ever want to host a game show? I didn't before this podcast, but right I'm starting now. to think, like, I'm pretty tired, and night shooting is a lot. And I'm thinking, how many hours a day could you work? I mean, how cushy is Hollywood game night? Like, Jane Lynch, like, they probably shoot, like, four of those in a day. Yeah. Takes, like, maybe, like, five or six hours. And it's just a bunch of fucking around. Right. With people that you know. And then you go home. Come on. That sounds awesome. It does. You should, you should, you could pitch a version of that. You could totally pitch a version of that. I'm telling you, syndicated television, if you can make it work, it's, uh, there's a there's a there's a there's a story that I believe is pretty close to true, which is when um, Ellen was considering doing the Ellen Show. Mm-hmm. She ran into Rosie, who had been doing the Rosie Show, and then uh, Rosie said, uh, "I heard you're thinking about doing this. You should do this. Like hundreds of millions of dollars if you if you do this. So it's a good you know if you can if you can make it work." And then, you know, you give away. Right, 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 right. You do it for the... You give away $10,000, yeah. $10,000 is still a lot of money by (laughs) anyone's standards. That's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For a small charity, that's huge. I mean, it's still... Like, you'd you'd get your name on a plaque somewhere. Totally. Which is really why you do it. Right, right, right. Wow, it costs that much for a plaque. (laughs) Well, there is actually a Nerdist plaque at Best Friends Animal Sanctuary because we... Uh For this, this... I do a charity bowling show for YouTube. No, we did it for AMC, and um, we donated the money to Best Friends. Oh, how great! Little plaque there. So when you're there, just take a picture of it, just flipping off my. (laughs) And then I'll tweet. And then tweet it at me. Okay, good. I'm gonna do that. Really fun. When you when well, actually, don't say when you're going there, just so you can not people don't show up at Best Friends Animal Sanctuary. Yeah. Um, Well, asking me to bite them. Yeah, exactly. Could you bite one of the cats? As no. Does it have FIV? <laughs> you can't get it. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> no, just could you drip some blood into this cat's mouth to cure it? <laughs> why don't they fucking cure all diseases if that's all it takes? And why? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, why are some people just healed by vampire blood and other people just like go off their fucking rockers like they're on LSD? Like, I don't. What is the science? I need to understand the science behind. Uh huh. Why? I wanted the same thing too. It's like uh-huh. as much as I love Harry Potter, like why not cure all diseases? 
with yeah. your fucking phoenix wand. Like, yeah. I don't... That, that, those, those types of details always get under my skin. Those are the details that get under my skin. And there is, um, as Deborah Ann Wall on the show says, she says, don't, don't pull at the frayed edges. <laughs> because when you're in a scene and you're like, so I've got... Alex has silver around his throat and his wrists, and he's just like walking down this hallway. Mm-hmm. First season... We were lying down with a thin little chain, and we couldn't move. Mm-hmm. So you got stronger, and really, it was well. We just in the scene, we have to get his body from here to there, and the yakuza can't carry him. Mm-hmm. I had a, the, I, I proposed a drinking game uh, for true, even though I don't drink. I proposed a drinking game for True Blood, which is you have to take a shot. Every time a vampire uh, reveals its age to then uh, to get the idea across that they are therefore stronger because they're older. Right. Right. I'm twice your age. Yes. I could take you down and I could destroy you. Well, it's, I'm a thousand years old. I could, like they kept, they kept reminding the audience, this is how old I am and this yeah. is how much I could fuck you up. Yeah. But Pam was only about a hundred and something yeah. years old. I mean, we don't really know. I, I lost track of, yeah, because it was 1905 I was made. But, you know, the show each year is 10 days. So for seven seasons, we moved like a year and three months or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and the only reason that I know that actually is not because I was on the show, because I could tell by when I changed clothing. I changed clothes... 10 times a year. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. Well, then. So I, so it isn't 2014 minus 1905. It's not that. So it's somewhere around 100 years. Okay. So the show started in 08, maybe? Is that right? I think I, yeah. Right? Yeah. That seemed about right. Yeah. So Pam was basically just, um, uh, peddling in uh, peddling in the flesh before. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. And that, one of the writers told me that because Nelson, who plays Lafayette, does such amazing improv, he really, he, he adds the flourishes to that character, the, the dialect, and he added hookah. <laughs> <laughs> and so he calls me a hookah, he calls everyone a hookah, and then I had this speech... Where I threaten him and say, you know, something about, I don't know why people think I want to hear their problems. Maybe I smile too much. Maybe I wear too much pink. And then, uh, but remember, I can rip your throat out if I need to. And then I say, and I'm not a hooker. That was a long, long time ago. And that was just a funny line. <laughs> but then years later, when they're writing my backstory, they're, they're like, wait, didn't she say she was a hooker? Oh, so they took a slang word and made it literal. So it was That's him. what white people do with slang. Yes, right. We're they literal. take it literally. Yeah, they're like, is she a hooker or a, a hooker? Uh, hooker. She's a hooker. hooker. No, she say. could have been a hooker. I think yeah. she said hooker. She did say it, though. Yeah, she said it. So let's make her So a it's like when, it, you know, like any of us, you get ideas from everywhere. But I thought it was so interesting that it was Nelson making Lafayette he says like Southern and he says he channels his mother a lot. Oh, wow. So he's, he's from Georgia. Like he's, I, I believe Georgia somewhere down there. It's all nebulous. The whole country, except where we're from, is <laughs> it's sort of like, it doesn't really mean anything besides what's here, which ultimately <laughs> is LA, New York and Wisconsin <laughs> for me. Yeah. It's basically Florida is that one that sticks down. Right. So I, well, here's what I know. There's the Hollywood sign, the cheese castle and the statue of Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I don't know anything else in between there. If there if there are things. No, I don't think so. No. There's some mountains and uh Grand Canyon. I don't think so. Oh. And then a bunch of cracker barrels. And yeah, yeah. And that's about all I know. Yeah, that's about all. And Texas. And then there's Texas. We all know Texas. We all know Texas. Everybody knows that. Have you ever driven across Texas before? No, my husband did. Oh, it is. Well, there's a lot of nothing in between the cities, but it's, it's, I think it's worth doing one. Have you oh, ever yeah? driven across country? No, but you know what I bought yesterday? No. Um, is a 1957 vintage trailer. What? Like an Airstream? Yeah, but it's not an Airstream. It's it's of the canned ham variety. Okay. So um, the Airstreams my husband really loved, and but um, the canned ham are a little more girly. But um, yeah, so we're we're going to pick that up in Colorado, and that's why we're swinging by Utah. Best oh, friends. Oh, got it. It's so a beautiful drive. This hopefully will inspire all sorts of road tripping. When are you going? On Friday. And when will you be in Colorado? Um, we'll get there by Sunday. I'm performing in, in Colorado on Sunday. You are where? At Red what Rocks. What city? Red Rocks is... Um, where is... Morrison, Colorado. It's just like 20 minutes outside of Denver, 30 minutes outside of Denver. I think we're going to be because my niece is going to school in Colorado. And I called her and was like, can you come meet me? And we Googled and was like, oh, it's like... Five hours from Denver, I think, is where I'm going to be. Oh, so you're going to be visiting your niece? Um, I was going to. I think we're not going to get to. I think I have to, because I have to get back to L.A. a bit. So we're going to pick up the trailer, swing by Best Friends, swing by Zion, mm-hmm. and then back to L.A. That's to, where's, your, where's your niece in school? She's at Colorado College. Oh, good, yeah. good. Because I'm not seeing anyone, and it'd be really great. <laughs> she's, just... she's gay. Oh, wow. Yeah, well. but that, that's cool. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's worked out for me. Yeah, seriously. Sort of. like it's. Yeah. I don't know what the term is but for what I have, but um, <laughs> maybe. As <laughs> a matter of fact, oh, she's gay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> if you're single, you're like, I mean, I don't know. I could probably. I don't know. I don't know. Who, I knows? Mean, Who knows what, what could happen? What does mean today, even? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Um, no, but but Red Rocks is, uh, it's fun. It's a big, well, if you're in if you're in Denver Sunday night, you should come to the show. It's I would really love fun. to come if we're, I got to Google it. I got to Google how far that is. It's um, from where this trailer's sitting. Do you did you watch MTV in the in the early days of MTV? Yeah. Do you remember the YouTube video Sunday Bloody Sunday? Yes. Was it, that's Red Rocks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That was at Red Rocks, right, Kyle? Yeah. It yeah. It's fucking amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How neat. It's gonna be fun. So you do many things. You stay busy. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to fill that hole. I know. I know. Look in my that eyes. Desperate hole. Look at the yeah, yeah, I know. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I. It's very hard for me to slow down. Are you going to use the camper on the way back? Yeah. Oh, that's great. So, and because I bought it online, um, because you can't fly to see every single trailer, and there, you know, the the thought, it, I, there was, I don't know how long I wait for a restored one down the street. Right. And so I could, we could pull up in our driveway in LA and be like, that was horrible. Let's sell this thing. <laughs> no, it's going to be amazing. But I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah. We, you know, this, all of this is because I got a little too tired this year. So it, kind of an escapist fantasy, but I'm reading 
Steinbeck's travels with Charlie, and he's traveling for four months with his dog around the country. Mm-hmm. Then my grandma and grandpa bought the first one. Of, I don't know if it's the first, but they bought an Airstream in 1950 or so, and she kept this unbelievable scrapbook book of their trip through Yellowstone for four weeks. And, and I know, so I've got this on the brain. And then I went to Lake Superior two weeks ago where my family has two vintage trailers on Lake Superior. And I stayed in there and just the wood. And that's why I didn't do the Airstream because the, these canhams have this sort of cabiny wood inside that I slept in recently. Oh, that's really cool. And just, I had, I, I, I just miss it. And it's something that I do back home. It's not, and I thought, no, I, I, I could just do this. I'm an adult. Like yeah. I can just, and I worked this year. I could just get one. You totally can just it get was one. This, I was lying in bed trying to sleep, which never works for me. And, and like two in the morning, I just thought, I, I can actually buy one. You could just get one. I could just get one. Yeah. It was all I could do to not run to eBay <laughs> and start looking. So have you guys been practicing shitting in a bucket or is it not? The bucket just arrived actually because <laughs> it doesn't come with a trailer. So I had to Google composting toilet and there were all different varieties. And basically I bought a bucket with a toilet seat on top and peat moss. Oh, uh, peat moss. Yeah. To Why peat moss? I don't I don't know. Is that to make it jungly or something? It's some sort of composting material. Oh, oh, with peat moss in it. I thought like on the top, like you're camouflaging oh, it. Oh, yeah. So people oh, yeah. don't know you're shitting. <laughs> you're like, nope, I'm just sitting on this stump right, right here. <laughs> I didn't understand. What it's you like. camouflage <laughs> yeah. with some twigs exactly. on your head. <laughs> if you're going to shit in a bucket, I would paint it like a clown mouth. Just because why not? <laughs> it's a giant open clown mouth. But I reviews on Amazon of all the different buckets and all the different reviews and just like, yeah, this one works great, doesn't even smell. We used it in a tent with our six kids camping. My wife is 350 pounds and she could even use <laughs> well, it. by the way, you this know? sounds like a great scenario on all fronts. <laughs> I'm like, six people, she's 350. I'll be fine. <laughs> <She's-> <laughs> <laughs> This is the bucket, I mean, composting toilet for me. You you guys are going to have so much fun. It's great because I think Colorado's just far enough. I mean, you, when you really get out into the middle of the country, you do kind of feel like you're in prison a little bit in the sense that there's, you're, there's nowhere to go. Like you're stuck in your car and you just have to drive five more hours, six more hours. And it is fun, but you do start to feel a little like, yeah, it's it's weird to feel trapped when you uh-huh. can go anywhere. Yeah, but it but you can't. But there are some stretches where there's, you know, not, there's just nothing. Um, but that it is strange because we're so used to a gas station here, a Starbucks here, a Starbucks here, a Starbucks here. You there know, is a lot of that now. I mean, like okay. it really the the you know like the the country has. Um, has basically belched up a lot of like Applebee's, Starbucks, Walmart. Uh huh. You know, uh, we're so proud. McDonald's. Uh, I know this is our legacy. <laughs> this is what, this is what we leave. leave behind. This is what we're going to for... leave to our weir pups. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what they're going to get. That's what, that's totally what they're going to get. Yeah. 
Do you, do you, you want to promote anything specific before we wrap it up? or is there... I'm going to Once Upon a Time now. I'm going to play Maleficent. Oh, you're Maleficent, right. Yeah. So that's pretty exciting and pretty fun. And, and that's in two months in, in Vancouver. So that's why I'm going to try to, the next two months, do some relaxing things and, mm-hmm. then, and then go do that. And then I'm working on a documentary that is my project on uh, elephant ivory and rhino horn poaching in Africa. So I oh, went wow. to Kenya and shot for a month, and I've been editing forever. And um, so, yeah, those are my two big things. That's that's going to be really great. Did they add, did now? Are they going to make that show edgier now? Is it going to be like shut the fuck up, Snow White? <laughs> be... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, you're just a sorceress. You're not. You're not a vampire. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what they're gonna do. Like they called and said, "Are you available? Do you want to do it?" And then they said, "If those two answers were yes, they would know in the writing room to write." So literally, they're, you know, doing what we're doing right now, riffing. That's pretty exciting. I know. It's Congratulations. Ca- it's kind of fun. I think it's really. I loved that character and whoever played Maleficent. I just thought, what a great character that she should do more on the show and. So I'm feel lucky it's me. Nice job. Yeah. Did right? they just offer it to you? Yeah. That's fucking great. Come I know. on, you don't have to audition. I know. I know. <sighs> That's a good place to be. I know. Well, and and I don't, I don't even know if I should admit this story, but when I did because I did two episodes before during True Blood, so I really wasn't terribly available. They had to shoot it on the weekend, and it was kind of intense, and and the show hadn't aired yet. And my people called and said, "Do you want to do it?" You know, at that point, it's just a guest star. And I was with my mom for the weekend, taking her to her hair appointment, running late. The the agents and managers are screaming about the different arguments on a new show that hasn't aired, unproven, guest star flying now, whatever, whatever. And I pulled a quarter out of my pocket, flipped it, and thought, heads I do it, tails I don't. It was heads, and I went, I'll do it. I got to go. That's great. (laughs) So so the fact that, you know, life is weird, whatever, how many years later, that I get to do more? Oh, my. That was a... I should have kept that quarter and used it more often. No, that's fine. Just work on the syndicated game show. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. that that's what I've come with. That's my takeaway from this podcast. Yes, and then you'll be very you'll be very happy when it all works out. Yeah. I hope you have a safe trip. Thank you. And um, I guess uh, if you're around and if you're available and if you guys are available in Denver on Sunday night, come to the show. I will. And if not, then I definitely will. Um, and then I'll just have to keep an eye on your Instagram or what have you to know where else you're performing if I'm not in Denver. Yeah. I'd love to see you perform. Where do you list where you perform? We'll just come over and do it for you guys. Okay. <laughs> and then my husband can play some music. Yep. That's right. That's all. And that's I'll it. do charades. <laughs> I was going to say Shakespeare and I'm like, that's not going to happen. Shakespeare, no, it doesn't happen. I'll do a monologue. No, no it doesn't have to. Shakespeare can be one of the clues. Okay. Okay. For, uh, which I think would be... <laughs> <laughs> Shake and then spear, spear. And you know, I was so, I'm so insecure about my Shakespeare knowledge that when you were doing that, I was thinking, oh my god, that's probably some really deep reference to some sort of like skull. No, it was the most upfront reference, the most okay. obvious. Thank you. Yeah, of course. You've already dialed in my personality. <laughs> Every time I try to get Shakespeare across, uh, people always guess Francis Bacon. Come on, Kyle. That's a fun <laughs> literary joke, right? Yeah, I, like that. I appreciate that. By the way, Kyle's been here the whole time. Hi, guys. Hey. Taking notes furiously. Um, 
I really feel bad asking you to do this because I know that people ask you to do this all the time. But I, I would, would you sign off the podcast in as Pam? Of course. And the way that we do that is we say, enjoy your burrito. And I can swear, right? As much as you want. Enjoy your fucking burrito. Oh, kind of turned on right now. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> we did it. That was super fun. So fun. That's really exciting that you do it once upon a time. You do this for a living. You sit and talk to people. This is so awesome. And I go host a game show, but it's not syndicated. Right. So (laughs) can that still happen? What? Can I still host a syndicated game show? No, syndicate... Your show? No, because it's on Comedy Central. So oh, it's, they it's, don't. It's a different. It's, it's a different it's deal, a different, different structure. Okay. Yeah, the, the the best, the most that Comedy Central could do that would be similar to that would be selling it internationally. Okay. But they can't. Uh, they, it wouldn't be. Um, it wouldn't be syndicated. Because we do like every time we do ADR, HBO has learned to have us you know, do the, oh, fudge, instead of fuck. Like, it's for hilarious. Syndication. Yeah. For syndication. That show, how are they going to make yeah. that family friendly? I mean, all the And every time... Yeah, that's right. Oh, well, when you open it, don't, don't cry. I know you're going to be... Yep. Every time you open it, it's, uh, it, it's Chewbacca. Book. What color do you like? Blue, green, red, or black? Um, blue... Blue. Um, but you know they, you know they do it as we go because, and I I always say, really, I mean, <laughs> the show will be two minutes long if yeah. we can't swear. I think the whole, there's some other problems. The whole thing about the show is just is getting as many tits and f bombs out. As, oh, right? It's not even tits though, like. It's everything. There, in was, it. there was one season where I was like, I think the show wants me to be gay. Because there was so much. Oh, definitely. There was there was so much shirtless Jason Stackhouse. And you okay? So you haven't seen this season yet, so you will think that again this okay. year. Wait, which I'm fine with you because know, everyone's yeah. everyone's in great shape. Yes, I yeah. know. Um, but it uh, like I'd be it's yeah, working yeah it's actually working I'd be gay if the guy looks like that I mean if, if that's if that's what it looks like right you know like <laughs> yeah yeah right Skarsgård fucking Manganello uh, Quantin Quantin you know I you know who I you know who I found shockingly attractive in person was the guy who plays Andy Belfour. He's very striking. Okay. This He's is the very most striking. interesting thing because at a certain point we start asking each other, all right, you know, the, the makeup artists and hair people and just asking around the set, who would you fuck? Who right. would you pick? Right. Is it the key grip? Is it Skarsgård? Who is it? <laughs> it's right? everyone. Right? Everyone's oh, it's on everyone. Okay, good. And I would say... I was going to say nine out of ten women, and then I thought, well, I'll be conservative and say eight. And then I realized that I don't think anyone didn't say Chris Bauer. Really? It's really interesting. Because uh, he, you know, they made, in the first se- the first season he was on, they made him super schlubby. Right. And then he kind of, but in person, he's really tall. I know. And he has perfect posture. Yes. And he's very, he's very striking. He's very striking. And then 
so he's physically striking. And then once you start talking to him, I mean, everyone on our cast, oh, I, I will cry. They're the most amazing people. Like the, the fact that lightning struck and we have this huge cast and I, and just, I, I love these people. And, and Chris is no exception. He moved into my neighborhood, so I get to bump into him now. Oh. I know. And he's one of the only people I didn't do a scene with, the two Chris Bowers. In fact, at the gate, when I gave them my name, they said, could your first name be Chris? Oh, is he here today for so some reason? So he's here today for some reason. I don't know what that would be. I think maybe, hang on. I just wanted to. Oh. <laughs> It was just because you got teary-eyed. I just wanted to give you a little, uh, a little wookie. Yeah, because that, see, that's that, right. Because I get teary. See, I cry because I'm so happy about Chris Bauer. I, I cry because I'm so happy about Chewbacca. I cry because the cats. <laughs> it's sad that the cats are dying. Chris Bauer is the Chewbacca of True Blood. Yeah. In a weird sort of way. In a weird sort of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like I, you'd take him over Han Solo. Kind, maybe. <laughs> You're like, I don't know if I'm ready. To I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> now we're already making plans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just said I was noticing. Yeah, don't I, rush me. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'm not going to fuck any of these men. Necessarily. Yet. I mean, not yeah. now. We're just talking. Yeah, we're just having a conversation. Yeah, I'm not ready for syndication. I'm just spitballing. We're not. <laughs> Come on. Right. Sign the book before I blow a dude. All right. <laughs> 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 By the way, that's what I'm writing in the book. Sign the book before I blow a dude. <laughs> in quotation marks. Quotation marks around blow or dude? No, the whole sentence. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not so very ordinary girl or name, but who's to blame for a love that wouldn't bloom for the hearts that never played in tune like a lovely melody that everyone Take away the words that rhyme It doesn't mean a thing And Aubrey was her name Now leaving Nerdist.com Enjoy your burrito Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here, you're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the Outer Lands. There's no crime in Pura, no murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us in Pura. Promised to keep you safe. I killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, in Pure.
Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now ad-free on Wondery Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus.